ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Inspire Before We Expire show. I am your host, Terrell Sumter. Guys, I'm very grateful, thankful, and graceful to see another day that's never a promise. Before we start today's interview, guys, I just want to take some time, and I want us to close our eyes. I want us to breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. And I want us just to take a moment. Now I just want you to open. Guys, I have a very special guest on my show today. I don't want to take too much of your time. I want you all to get your notepads and your pens out because we know new information changes situations and you're going to need it today. Guys, I want to introduce you to my very, very special guest today, the founder, the proud founder of Martell Turnkey, Mr. Eric Martell. Eric, welcome to the Inspire Before We Expire. Carol, thank you for inviting me. That's great. Yeah, so I just want to uh, kind of give you your, maybe your uh, listener a little bit about myself. Um, So I purchased my first uh, apartment building when I was 18 years old. I was still at university, second year of university. And, um, you know, and I had a mentor at the time that really helped me through this. And after graduation, I was graduating uh, out of uh, university in actuarial science. And... uh, I, I started working as an actuary and uh, I realized that a lot of the companies that uh, I was converting a lot of their pension plan into 401ks and that's really shifting the risk of retirement from the employers to the employees. And um, so I became very disillusioned by the, uh, by, you know, the, the promises of the retirement plan and all of that and, uh, and even questioned my role as an actuary. Uh, so I basically kind of uh, quit that job and uh, started working in, uh, in the technology field, uh, lost a whole bunch of money during the dot-com crash when I moved to, uh, to California and because of the dot-com crash. And uh, that's when I realized that I wanted to really start focusing on passive income and stop trading time for money and spend more time with my family. I had been traveling a lot as an independent consultant. And uh, seeing my family uh, two days a week, uh, that's not right. And um, so I decided to uh, really focus on passive income. I started all kinds of different uh, businesses, a gourmet sauce company, a low-carb grocery stores and stuff like that. And, uh, and really, I came back to my very first love, which was uh, real estate. Uh, and then I started building that with my, uh, my two sons. And um, so right now it's a, it's a family business and uh, it's, just, it's just fantastic. So it's really my dream come true. Indeed, indeed. You mentioned uh, you had a mentor. Who was your mentor during this time as you got into the whole real estate and everything that nature? Yeah, he was somebody that was pretty inspiring to me. Like he was a very ordinary, uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He was a very ordinary person. He was a teacher at a, uh, a community college. Uh, and I forget what he was teaching, but uh, he was, what he was doing though, he was, uh, he was very disciplined and very focused. And um, he had, um, he had a daily practice. Uh, every day he would sit down and he would have a pad of paper and his coffee uh, before anybody would be awake. And then he would sit down and he would just, he would just think, he would think about his goals, what he needed to do, you know, and all of that. And just really sit down maybe for half an hour every day, just with yourself and thinking about what you need to do and uh, rethink your goals, maybe rethink with the things that you have to do. It makes you realign what you want to do uh, with your goal, your family and all of that. So he was doing that every day. And again, just as a, a community college teacher, I'm sure he was not making that much money but he managed to build uh, a 36 unit apartment building uh, out of his own and living on that. And then he, the last time I saw him, he was building, uh, that was years ago, but he was building a shopping center in, uh, in that little town outside of, uh, of Montreal. So these are just, a, that's just a community teacher. He, he didn't have any other means than, uh, more means than anybody else, but he was just, he educated himself he was focused and disciplined and then worked at it every day with his daily practice. And uh, that got him to where he is today. Gotcha. What did you take away from it? Well, that's, that's a big part is really to kind of stay focused and have a daily practice of always moving forward towards your goal. Uh, he also obviously taught me about real estate investing and what to look for. Uh, 
the nice thing about having a mentor as well is that there's a lot of uh, naysayers around you. Uh, whenever you're trying to accomplish something, uh, you always have to say, oh, you can't do that. It's impossible. You, you can't buy an apartment building for no money down. Or, oh, you're only 18 years old. There's no way you can get a mortgage. You can't do this. There's a lot of people that are going to tell you what you can't do. And, uh, and it's nice to have a mentor that tells you, no, that, that should be fine. You should be able to get that. It is possible to find this. And I even had to have to convince my realtor, a professional realtor, that yes, there is a property that I can buy, that I can buy with no money down and all of that. And uh, that's what I did. I bought that uh, HUNet apartment building, no money down, uh, with uh, and it was cash flowing even after paying the financing and the, and the second mortgage from the of the seller as well. So, so that's the that's the advantage of the mentor is that they really kind of like they give you the confidence to push forward, and also kind of a checks and balancing. I'm not crazy. Am I going down a rat hole that I'm not gonna you know, I'm not going to find an exit out of or something like that. So that, that gives you the confidence and courage to move forward when you have any kind of hesitation or people that are pushing back on, on your dreams. Absolutely. Absolutely. So take us into your journey. Take us, you know, into, you know, how you got started in real estate. What intrigued you mostly about the space and everything that uh -huh. nature outside. We know you had a mentor, but what was it that, you know, you felt though this was for you, that you knew it was for you during mm -hmm. this time? For me, the, uh, when, when I bought this uh, apartment building, it was not just about the a real estate transaction. Uh, my parents were, you know, they didn't have, they were kind of middle to low income family. Uh, and uh, they were just working nine to five. I mean, that's, that's what they knew and they, they didn't know anything else. But I knew that there was something else for me out there and I didn't know what it was. I could tell from other you know things that i read or people that i had met that there was something there was another there's other ways to make money and i was not too keen on the nine to five uh since very beginning and uh and this was really when i bought that apartment building it was it really showed me and proved to me that it is possible for me to actually escape the the nine to five and then make money without uh, having to, um, yeah, having to have a job. So it was possible to do something else. And throughout my life, then that also inspired me to do like more independent consulting and all of that, uh, where, and, and it started companies started, uh, you know, like I mentioned, the, the, the gourmet sauce company, etc. So that, that really inspired me to do more things and, and, uh, and experiment with all kinds of ways uh, to earn a living. Right on, right on. So tell us yeah. about a time, a moment, man, because um, I have a lot of younger listeners as well. And mm -hmm. you know, we, uh, we know that as we grow, we know it's not an easy route. So yeah. when was the time and moment where you really hit rock bottom and you really, really struggled to really get your way to being able to stand and move? Um, I mean, fully move fully into mm -hmm. the direction you was going. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I, I think for me, like the uh, kind of when we moved uh, to, to California, I think that was a, an important moment for me. It was at one point, it was a dream come true, but we were also kind of starting from scratch. I mean, we had no credit at the time. I had stock options. I had a lot of uh, stock paper, paper money. Uh, and that, then that evaporated basically a few years after, a few months after we arrived with the dot-com crash. And um, so that was kind of like disheartening, having all this, uh, this capital that I could have used and all of that, and then kind of like seeing that evaporate. Um, and that's kind of, that, that, that this is kind of a turning point. And this is kind of when, you, it's how you react to these kinds of uh, conditions or these kinds of events that really define uh, who you are and who you're going to become and where you're going to go. Um, you can look and say, oh my God, I, I lost all of this and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I can't, uh, you know, you know, you could be very depressed. You could have all, all kinds of things, but it's how you react and how you react to that event and say, okay, 
yeah, well, that didn't work out. And, uh, you know, and you kind of push, push it aside and you say, okay, let's move forward. Like, what do we do? How do we move forward from here? And I think that this is what's, uh, what's important is not to dwell too much on things that are, uh, that are happening to us, that uh, events that are occurring, but really focus on, on your path forward. And then, you know, again, continue with kind of like your daily practice. I say, what can I do today to, to get better, to, to go towards my goal, even though I had a couple of steps back, how do I move forward from here? Indeed, indeed. And this was during the dot-com crash? Yeah, yeah, 2001, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So what, what did you learn from it, though? Like, what did you learn that has helped you along your way as you move back to being able to make a lot of money but also doing what you love? So I think, yeah, it kind of uh, helped me kind of seeing what was important. I think that my family was always important. And uh, when, when, this is one of the reasons also why we moved here. We moved to California it's to be so that I didn't have to travel as much. It was a very dramatic move to, to do that. But uh, I learned that my family really supported me and uh, in doing this move and um, and then also kind of like it really kind of gel our, our family, uh, you know, we're very close. And um, so that really showed me again, reinforced that, you know, I'm here for my family. This is something that's very important. And then, you know, that's, that's something that I want to, and this is where the passive income kind of uh, uh, my passive income movement or, or driving force came, came from is really about taking care of my family now, but also taking care of them in the future by building a legacy for them. Indeed, indeed, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and uh, Martel Turnkey is also your family business, correct? Yeah, so yeah. So when was it a time and point where you said you're going to make this all about family and not just about Eric? Well, I think it was, uh, it started with the family. Like I, I had kind of, uh, I was working on different, uh, different things, different uh businesses and all of that at the time and my younger son came to me and said hey, I want to do real estate investment How long so, was that? so that was uh, 2014 I think 13 14 so and that was uh, Etienne my uh, younger son and then he said oh, I want to do real estate investing and okay so let's let's look at that let's let's work on that together and really supporting him in doing that and uh, we started working on that together. And the goal at the time was really to support my son in doing what he wanted to do. But then we realized there was more to it than that. We could do a lot more. And that kind of rekindled my initial uh, kind of love of real estate. And then I said, well, maybe we can kind of partner up on that and, and, and build something together. And then later on, Antoine joined us, uh, who was uh, graduating from uh, LMU. And then he joined and all of that. And basically, it's my, it's Antoine uh, that basically also worked a lot on, uh, on building the, bu the business and all of that. And with the help also of Etienne. And then basically, my two children basically got they built the building to a certain point where I was able to, um, you know, to, to basically focus on the real estate business entirely because I was kind of going half and half. I was spending a lot of time on, the, on my independent consultant as an independent consultant. And then my kids, we would get together with my, my sons and I would say, okay, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. And then, okay, okay, well, and then they would work on that during the day. We would reconvene in the uh, evening and then we would, uh, move forward that way so a lot of work and the, the interesting thing about that is that you work all your life for your children and now your children are they're helping you they're supporting you to uh to move forward and then achieve your goals so that was that was phenomenal for me this phenomenal experience that's amazing man like uh you know um for you to be the father and bring your two sons along with you Mm -hmm. during the process as well and yeah helping them learn what you learned yeah climbing and reaching massive success in real estate and business mm. uh, and that's so the interesting thing too is that you know at the beginning yeah i was 
it started with the it started with the 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 sons my two sons and then kind of like that got me involved to and then to do more and now we're we're together and working like full time on that so it's kind of yeah the, my to me the interesting part is that it's my children that got me in more involved into the real estate and get the business to uh, to where it is and then you know as opposed to the other way you would always imagine that the father would be the the driving force to our, uh, throughout the whole thing but in my case it was really uh, i'd say like a, sh a shared responsibility or that my children was really the driving force for uh, for uh, for the business at the beginning so that was that's phenomenal for me indeed i want you to share uh just uh, i love that man uh, keeping it into the family family business mm -hmm. i want you to share uh, maybe some young fathers or middle-aged fathers that's listening right now and tuned in to the inspire before we aspire of the importance of really teaming up and partnering with your son in business and really mm -hmm. uh, guiding them towards becoming a successful, but also being able to, like you say, to be control of your own, your own destiny, to be able to control your own finances and to live an independent life. So if you can share that, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Man. Yeah. So I think for me, this is really a question of mindset. Um, and I know there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of talk out there. So oh, you can be whoever you want to be and all of that. And it's kind of uh, nice in a way, uh, but it's really not backed by anything else. Uh, so I think a lot of kids really learn from, from experience and showing and seeing how their parents are um, behaving around, uh, around business, around money, around investments, around uh, their, their own mindsets and their, uh, you know, their, and I think also their beliefs, right? I don't mean necessarily religious belief, but I mean like beliefs that are limiting beliefs or things that you, uh, you know, or you can only be, uh, only rich people can get richer, you know, it's only the you know, rich people that get richer and there's no really nothing for you to do when you don't have money. Well. That's not exactly true. And here's why. And kind of like really start working on their belief system so that it's a, it's a belief system that's empowering them and not limiting them to, uh, uh, to what they can, they can accomplish. <clears throat> it's not, I mean, you can tell your kids all the time, say, oh yeah, this is, uh, you know, oh yeah, you can do anything you want. You can be an astronaut and all of that. That's fine. But I mean, if you also at the same time every day said, oh, you know, you're no good at math. And, uh, you know, this is like, oh, my God, it's just like, as long as you don't do anything that involves math, then you're going to be fine. And, you know, that kind of stuff. These are kind of things that uh, sticks to you more than, oh, yeah, you can be an astronaut if you want, or you can be the president and all of that. These are kind of empty, empty kind of uh, moral statement or, uh, or uh, you know, kind of like... Uh, belief statement but it's the day-to-day -day, the repetitive things that you're doing that you want them to be empowering uh, and then uh, create some kind of uh, yeah so some kind of belief in them that yeah they can really do that and they, this is important and they need to uh, and then if they do this or they do that then they would be able to do to accomplish something significant so that's I know that's a, that was a little bit long-winded, but... Uh. <laughs> no, no, right? Absolutely, man. I'm enjoying you. Share. That's yeah. what you're here yeah. for. Share. That's what the people need, man. Um, honestly, yeah. I love that. I love that. And big shout out to your two sons as well, your two business uh -huh. partners. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I read up that you uh, you said that um, it is not rocket science, but it requires a change in mindset. Yeah. What made you successful at work would not be sufficient to make you successful in business. Yeah. Take a sense of that. Yeah, so there's a couple of things. So uh, first of all, if people are working, uh, I mean, a lot of people that we're talking to, it's about really changing their lifestyle from the nine to five, stop uh, selling your time for money. And, um, but, you know, also, it's not like I can automatically switch. If I've been working full time, nine to five, and somebody tells me what to do every day, it's a little bit of a mindset shift to say, okay, this is uh, now I'm going to have my own business. I'm going to rent apartments or I'm going to rent homes. And this is how I'm going to make money. There's a mind, there's a mindset that needs to, uh, to happen there. You're now you're in the driving force. You're the CEO. 
of your life or your CEO of your business. And then you have to take charge. You have to make decisions. And um, there are some skills, additional skills that are necessary to get there. And, um, and like I said, you know, they're not, it's not rocket science. It's just, you're renting a house or you're renting an apartment. Everybody knows what it is. It's not, it's not that complicated. But you still need to know certain things. You need to know a little bit about finances and about accounting and about being able to read the financial statements, for example. Uh, you need to be able to, to manage people and then deal, deal with uh, a team of, uh, you know, a contractor potentially, your property managers, uh, realtor, et cetera, and then and maybe other people. <clears throat> but that's a little bit different. If you're not used to that, this is something that's going to have to be to be learned, but I think a lot of it is that mindset that, you know, somebody was telling me what to do every day, and all of a sudden now I have to decide what needs to be done, and uh, to move these things forward because things are not going to happen if I don't take action, right? So that's the other thing too that I say, and it's better to take action, the wrong action, make a mistake when you take action, than not take an action at all, because at least. If I make a mistake, I'm going to learn something out of it. But uh, otherwise, you know, I'm just going to, nothing is going to happen. And this is the other, the other kind of mindset change too, is that people are waiting for things to happen. And they're waiting, they think, oh, yeah, or this is not meant to be or something like that. It's like, no, you, you make it happen. This is, you take action and your action is um, is going to change the world basically? Could be a small world, could be your own little world, but your actions are going to change the world. Yeah, indeed, indeed. I, I love that, man. Um, I really believe in that as well. Uh, I wanted to ask you. I know you mentioned skill sets. Uh, yeah. What are uh, three keys that you've implemented into your life? Some principles that has helped you get to where you are today that you can share and uh, take your time. You know, by sharing. Uh, how it has helped develop just the mindset along with also working for your sons as well for you guys to sustain the success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for us, it's uh, what's really important is kind of like a focus. So everybody to be on the same page and aligned on what we're trying to, uh, to accomplish. I think this is very important um, and staying strong as a family as well. Having a family business is something that's very uh it could sound easy, but it's also very difficult because you have an extra dynamics that's, that's going on and you can't fire your, your sons. You can't fire. It's hard, hard to fire your wife. And, uh, so you have to work with, uh, uh, you have, you have to work with your family and then build your family. You have to commit yourself to growing your family, giving them the skills and then the, uh, and the encouragement to grow. So that's, that's fascinating and, and that's that's great and that's really my my job to do that. Um, you do that with employees as well. So we do have other people that are working for us, and then the uh, and but now they're kind of part of our family. But obviously it's a slightly different uh, dynamic. But it's important to also because we influencing these uh, the rest of our team as well as a family. We're influencing. Uh, other people. And I think it's that we have a responsibility as well, I think, to, to be successful, <laughs> to stay together, because I think we, uh, it inspires a lot of other people that are trying to do, uh, they also value uh, family, uh, family time and family, you know, family values. And um, us being successful in running a family business, I think is inspiring other people to, to do the same. And, and, and bring their family together to maybe start a business and work on something together. Yeah, yeah I love that. Um, and what are some roadblocks you may face, man, when it comes to clients and being able to also look for new buildings and apartments to invest in that you may encounter with other other businesses or so like that? Uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. what, what, what would you say? Well, the, this business is kind of like playing whack-a-mole. Uh, so every day there's, a, there's something. Sometimes we, we don't have uh, enough properties to acquire. So then just like you, know, you work on that. And then, oh, we don't, have enough, uh, we don't have enough money. So you go and get, talk to some investors and get some money. 
uh, then you have some, uh, you don't have enough buyers. So then you start doing some more promotion. And so it's really about, um, it's very, it's very dynamic in that way is that you have to be uh, flexible enough to address the, uh, the needs of your business every day. And every day it's, every day is changing and you can see that. And then the other, the other issue is also about, uh, you can't predict the future. So that's a big problem. <laughs> so you, what you, the only thing you can do is position yourself for success. So you have to kind of look at all, you have to look at where the risks are for all the different potential uh, outcomes that you think will happen. And then you say, okay, well, you know, what is, what is the best way for me to, to manage my business so that if this event occurs, then I'm okay. If this event occurred, I'm great. If this event occurred, then I'm just, I break even or something like that. But you have to position yourself in such a way that you're really minimizing, minimizing the, uh, you know, kind of like the impact of these events. So you're not losing what you've built. Uh, you may be sacrificing some other uh, areas, having less return in, uh, or less profit in some areas. But at least you're going to say you're going to stay afloat if there's any, uh, you know, an event that occurs that doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't suit well to your business or affects your business. Thus far, what would you say the biggest risk you've taken so far? Well, right now with the corona, uh, coronavirus, I think this is, uh, you know, we're really paying close attention to that and, and really saying, okay, what's, you know, what are all the things that could happen here? and then making sure that we are managing our risk accordingly. So that's one thing. Um, the biggest risk uh, that we've, uh, we've taken, I think is um, when we got started in, in actually investing in Cleveland and Memphis, uh, both of these areas. I mean, the first house we bought was in Memphis and uh, single family. And then we looked, we looked at it and nobody was talking about, about Memphis at the time. And then, but we had done our numbers. We looked at uh, the Census Bureau data, demographics, economics, and all of that. And it looked good to us. And um, so we started uh, investing there, bought our single family home and then worked great. And then we kept building, buying more and more. And uh, it turns out now that uh, a few years later, uh, this Memphis, Midtown Memphis, we have a number of apartment buildings in Midtown Memphis right now, and it's booming. It's kind of becoming the next uh, Nashville and uh, convention centers being built, hotels, uh, you know, all kinds of new developments. So it's just, it's just incredible and booming. And similarly with Cleveland, Cleveland was also an area that people were not, uh, were not investing in that much. Uh, but again, we looked at our numbers and you can you have to trust your numbers. You have to trust what you, you think is the right market for you. And, uh, and we did, and now we're in, in great shape. It's a good, uh, it was at the time, the market was not appreciating that much at the time. And, uh, and now it's, uh, it's considered an appreciative market. So that means that the value of the property is going up every year significantly. And in fact, higher than in, uh, in the Bay area. Uh, San Francisco Bay Area, so we're pretty. Uh, we feel pretty good about these two, th these decisions that we've made, you know, a while back uh, when we selected these markets, Indeed. looking at the numbers and all that. Yeah. Which areas you mentioned in Memphis, Midtown, and uh, also you said Cleveland, but when you're looking for new apartments or houses across the states or so, are you looking in urban, suburban? Um, which areas are you currently, you know, which areas do you guys look to to build and create? Also, another part of the question I wanted is a two-part. I wanted to ask, do you feel like you've mastered the real estate industry? Do you feel like you've, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think, so when we look at the different areas, so we, we looked at basically a different metropolitan area, right? Because every metropolitan area is kind of like a, an economy, no economy of its own right and so we looked at that and we looked at what's happening in that in that economy uh if you think of it as a country if you will but uh, that metropolitan area is a, has like people coming in people going out there's uh there's different businesses that are running there 
And then we kind of look at that. We look at business diversification. We looked at migration. Is there is the population growing? Is there what's the low unemployment and all of that? And uh, so we looked at all all these things, and then we dive in into more details, and then we figure out the neighborhoods at that point. And um, because if the metro is doing well, that's one thing. But then even within a metro that's doing well, you have neighborhoods that are going going down, and you have neighborhoods that are growing and being more um, up and coming, I would say. Um, so, you know, that's where we kind of want to position ourselves. A lot of the, the, uh, the cities that we, we looked at, like Memphis, for example, we're looking at things that are good on healthcare uh, because healthcare is not going to go away. Uh, and then the other thing is also anything that's relates to, that relates to online uh, shopping. So the Amazons, uh, FedEx, UPS, and of course, FedEx in Memphis is the second largest uh, cargo airport in the world uh, for FedEx. So that's, um, you know, and then because of that, then it attracts Amazon and Nike and distribution centers and all of that around Memphis area. So that creates jobs. And these are typically blue collar worker jobs. And then these are the kind of apartments that we specialize in. So that. These are our customers for our apartments. And um, so that's kind of how we, we, select, uh, we select the cities and why it, make, it makes sense for us to do these, uh, these kind of rentals. Do, am I a real estate expert? Uh, I say I have a pretty good knowledge uh, and of the real estate business, but there are always areas. Uh, the, the nice thing about the real estate is that there are so many uh, areas of real estate that uh, you can focus on that you can really get very, very, very deep. Um, and, you know, so I don't, I don't know all about, uh, if you're asking me about uh, storage facilities in terms of real estate, I don't know much about that. But I know somebody that I can rely on to ask me about that and to mentor me into uh, the storage facilities. Uh, mobile home park. So if I want to go into mobile home park, I have somebody that I can contact and say, hey, I want to invest in mobile home park. Tell me you know, what, what I need to do uh, to do that. And the real estate investment community is, uh, interestingly enough, it's, it's very open like that. I mean, you can literally pick up the phone and contact somebody and say, hey, you know, I want, I want to know more about that. I, I'm looking at this deal. You know, the, what do you think? And, and people are going to share with you their opinion. So it's not as competitive as one might think. It's much more collaborative. Um, because, you know, often I'm investing in somebody's deal, they're investing in mine or something like that. So it's, uh, it's very dynamic that way. And um, so it's a, it's a very, very good community. So to answer your question, so am I a real estate expert? Uh, I would say overall for everything related to real estate, I would say no. Uh, but if it's something about rentals, so I would, I would say yes, uh, for sure. When it comes to being committed, fully committed, what is it that the people don't see? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. When it comes to being fully committed to you, to your family business and everything that you're uh, involved in, what is it that the people don't see? People don't see. Uh, I think people don't see. <laughs> that's part of our problem, too. <laughs> people don't see the work that is involved in, uh, in doing this. Uh, we make it appear very easy because we sell, we sell turnkey rental properties. So we wanted to look at, look easy for the people buying. Um, but you know, before that house, before we put that house on the market and sell it to an investor who's looking to generate passive income, there's a lot of work that was involved in finding the right, the right market, finding the right property, buying it at the right price, having the right contractor to do that, and then making sure that it stays on budget. And then, you know, and then going through the, um, any kind of business license that's required to rent the property and then finding the tenant and blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of work that needs to happen um, to, to go there. We have, we have a, a excellent uh, team and it's, it's great to work with them and, and see how much they can accomplish in, uh, in a few months. 
but this is it. I mean, it makes it makes it look so easy that say, oh yeah, okay, well, and then people, I, oh, I could do that. They said, well, yeah, you could do that, but there's a lot of work to get to where we are today. And uh, so sometimes people don't really appreciate the level of commitment that uh, we had to put in, the level of effort that we had to put in in order to get to where we are today. Indeed, indeed. Love that. That's amazing, man. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah. So I know that you you have a, a book coming out. So yeah. share, share with us on you know, what you got coming up. Yeah, so this is a, a little bit of what I've said today. I actually have that in the book. But uh, yeah, I mean, my book is really about breaking uh, the barriers for people who want to achieve financial freedom. So I'm not sure what the title of the book is going to be yet, but okay. it's going to it's around that. And I think for me, uh, uh, it to me, it's as if I was writing a book for my uh, today and going back in time and giving it to my parents and say, hey, this is what uh, you should do. Or this is what you, so to change your life and be financially free instead of the nine to five. But um, so, and this is a little bit about, uh, we talk, I talk about the mindset and uh, limiting beliefs uh, in there to make sure that, you know, because to me, that's one of the key barriers for why people are not moving forward in that, in that area. Uh, there's uh, some skills um, involved in there in terms of financial statements, uh, know how to use a financial calculator. Uh, I provide tools for free, like I provided free financial calculators for free. I provide uh, a rental property analyzer for free. Uh, you know, so there's all kinds of tools associated with that, the book as well. Uh, and then finally, it's also about alignment of your goals. So you select your goal. But then how do you align your strategy on how you're going to achieve your goal and make sure that you have the right resources to do that? A lot of people, I see a lot of people that are switching uh, strategy. They, they start in, uh, I don't know, like in flip, flipping houses, then they go to wholesaling, then they go here, and then they go to notes, and then they go to tax liens and all of that. And... So I think it's important to ch to start with uh, your goals, start the, with the right strategy, understanding that you have what resources you have in order to to support that strategy, and then it's going to be uh, your your chances of success are going to increase dramatically because of that, because you now you have a, the right resource to to do that strategy. So that's the other thing. And then I try to add a lot of uh, examples of what are our own stories as a family business and all of that and what we've done and how, you know, things evolved over time. So, and why we made certain decisions um, to help other people, you know, kind of give it a little bit of light into uh, the effort that's involved in, uh, in, this, uh, in this business which is not insurmountable, but it's, uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of work still that needs to be done to get to here. Indeed, indeed. And when are you looking to release? So that should happen in the next um, couple of uh, few weeks. I would say like in the next month, four weeks, I would say probably. So yeah, so right now we're just doing, I'm just doing a final review, then it's gonna go to editing, then it's gonna be the whole uh, wrapping up, making it pretty and then figuring out the title. Yeah, yeah, indeed. You'll get it done, man. Congratulations on that. This is thank first you, thank book. you. First yeah, book? first book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Like you say, man. A lot of people don't see the hard work that's being put in behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. So like that. Um, so you're also yeah. involved in Forbes. Tell us how you got involved with with that cancel and uh, what exactly is the main focus when it comes to Forbes. Yeah, so I think I, well, I think the advantage of Forbes is that uh, is the real estate council. So being able to be part of expert panels on the real estate uh, side, being able to uh, share with other people uh, about real estate knowledge, and uh, and then they have also the ability, obviously, to write uh, write articles for Forbes. So I have uh, one article right now, my first article with Forbes that is going to go out in the next. Uh, few weeks so it's actually with the, uh, the editing team right now uh, but you know this is and that, that article is about the income fluctuation how to use real estate to kind of like smooth out your income fluctuations um, so that's going to come out in the next few weeks uh, so that's the advantage it's really about uh, about sharing it's, it's another platform for me to share my 
my knowledge on uh, on real estate with uh, with other individuals and uh, you know so it's a big big platform for me big soapbox yeah absolutely absolutely um i wanted you to take some time and i wanted to give you the the room and, and time to just share what you haven't shared with an interview or with your sons or with you know your mm -hmm. company and just um take some time man it's just sharing a platform something you haven't shared in such a long time Yes, I think, uh, yes, I've shared a, a, a lot already, but uh, I think that um, if you want to follow uh, us on uh, martelturnkey.com, this is our website. So we have, uh, we have a lot of information and our goal really is, uh, I mean, we're a family business and uh, our, when we got started, I mean, we, we didn't even want to start this business when uh, that's not what we were about. We were about generate, doing passive income for us as a family so that we could uh, go on vacation. Uh, but instead, when we build that company, when we started investing in, uh, in passive income, people came to us and they say, what are you doing? Like what's, uh, you know, and then they would, uh, they would be very curious. Then friends and family started to be involved and say, well, I'd, I'd like to be involved. I'd like to invest. I'd like to buy this. And then we just, okay. And then we started looking at, at that more seriously. And this is how Martel Turnkey, uh, which was uh, founded really, is because there was a demand for people who wanted to generate passive income. So that's, that's how we got started. And that's our, our mission is to help people achieve financial freedom with, uh, with real estate investment. Uh, we provide as much knowledge as we can on, on uh, Martel Turnkey. If you're part of the mailing list, then we normally have uh, you know, a couple of mailing emails uh, every week about a property, about information about real estates and uh, answering your questions. So we're pretty open and transparent about everything we do. Um, so, yeah, so you can always, um, you can also look on my website, Martel, Eric. Uh, so there's a little bit more information about, uh, about me there uh, and also about my podcast and my, you know, all kinds of other stuff that I do, other activities. Um, yeah, so that's, and you can, yeah, so you can also reach, uh, reach for me on, um, on Facebook. That's probably the best platform, eric.martel.ca. Um, that's the, probably the best platform to reach out to me. And uh, I try to be very responsive and uh, helpful. So. My oh, man. What do you learn mostly from working with your two sons, man? Um, hmm. This is uh, what I learned. I think it's, uh, I think today the lesson was about respect and communication. <laughs> we had, uh, we actually had a, a family meeting today about, uh, about that, about uh, there had been some miscommunication. And then we were kind of like looking at, looking at that together. But I think that that's key. It's like respect and, um, and communication, understanding each other, understanding each other's personality and stuff like that. Um, yeah, because you, you know, you can't, you can't fire your brother. You can't, uh, or, you know, you can't ignore your brother. Your brother is going to be there forever. So, so you have to learn to get along, which I think is a great, um, I think it's a great lesson or a great challenge also in a way is, uh, force yourself to, you know, to see the, the good and the, the good in other people and all of that. And, uh, and help them grow, help them get to be the better that they can be. And what was that one challenge that you may have faced and that you was appreciative of it because it allowed you to grow? Challenge? Um, it could be hmm. in business, it could be personal, either way you want to put it. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest challenge was has always been, uh, I would say time. I think that's, that's always, uh, I was always very busy uh busy with work and you know and then the when i was a consultant for years I, I was just traveling all the time so that's the time was really uh something i didn't have much of and uh and the time that i had was sold to uh to companies so it was it was not good and i sacrificed a lot uh of my family time for come for to sell these hours to other people so I, i'm not um so that that was my my biggest challenge i think is that that time and managing time and staying focused and i kind of i think that's these are uh, pretty important i think 
Absolutely. Along this journey, what do you feel like the best investment you have made and that you're very, very proud of? Best investment, I would say the best investment would be in my, uh, I would say in my son. I think especially, I'm thinking right now about Antoine. If Etienne is listening, I'm sorry. But I'm thinking about one experience with, uh, with Antoine where he was very young, I think. And uh, well, I know he was very young, but I've, I'm trying to remember how old he was. I think maybe like 15 or, and he wanted to do, a bracelet a tracklet they call it tracklet but it was kind of bracelet with a serial number on it and the the idea was you would be able to gift them to other people and then you'd be able to track your bracelet traveling around the world as it was being gifted from one person to the to the other so he had come up with this idea and then so obviously at 15 years old he didn't have he didn't have money so he asked me to invest in his uh, in his company so uh, so i think that was probably the best investment obviously it's not about the money in this case but see really about investing in the in the spirit or the yeah the entrepreneurial spirit of of uh an idea you know and my son and then say okay well i believe enough to you know to do something and this is this is uh yeah, I, I, I value your idea, I think. And then, you know, that inspires them to do more, I think. To be more creative, more and more entrepreneurial, I think. Now, what do you feel like you did different this year versus last year that has helped grow you guys' business even more? Well, this year, the new thing is my my wife also is working with us. So that, that changed our life completely. So now it's uh, really the whole family is involved. And, um, and that allows us actually to spend more time together. Uh, we used to live in San Francisco Bay Area and my two sons were here in LA. So a couple of months ago, we actually moved in, uh, in LA. And now the family is, uh, we're not together in the same house, but they're very close. Um, so Antoine is like 15 minutes away. Etienne is living with us temporarily right now. But yeah, so we have a very close together. We see each other every day. Go to the beach every day. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's fantastic right now. So family time is, uh, is definitely, uh, it's a priority. And it's also something that I, can, I get to enjoy like every day. That's amazing, I, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're somebody who value family so much, man. And I, and I love that through this interview, you're speaking nothing of not giving credit to yourself or to your family as well. You bring them all mm -hmm. along, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's phenomenal. You don't see that too much nowadays. Um, why do you feel like that's a key factor when it comes to you? And also, uh, if you can share before we get out of here in a few minutes, just maybe. Uh, some words, if they may be listening to your family or to your sons, what would those words be like? Mm -hmm. is, there, is that a question? Yeah, it's a two-part question. So <laughs> it's, um, why do you feel like it's a key factor to you to being able to really, really, uh, I guess, to really carry your family on the back, you know, on your back, uh -huh. along with if you can share words with your family, like your sons or so like that, just maybe saying, you know, showing gratitude or however we may go um, yeah. to leave them off with, you know, to, just to, I guess, to share some words with them to let mm -hmm. them know how you feel about them along yeah. so like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think, yeah, I mean, I, as I mentioned before, like, uh, you know, and yeah, family is very important and that's true that over the years, you know, I've really tried to, uh, you know, I was the, the, the father that was bringing the, a lot of the money home and then being able to afford everything and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, but everybody put effort. You know, my wife also put effort, of course, on educating the, the children and stuff like that, making sure that, uh, you know, everything was taken care of, especially that I was not home. So, you know, somebody needed to stay home and take care of the of the kids. So that's that's one part of it. And uh, 
but as things evolved, I mean, this was not, it was just not one way. This certainly was not only one way, me just giving in, giving to the kids uh, all, and the family and stuff like that and not getting anything in return. So I got a lot of things in return uh, doing that, that are kind of like not tangible. Uh, but I also got things that were very tangible because, uh, because of my, my children and stuff like that, I'm able to now work full time on, uh, on, in real estate because I, because I was so busy, they were the one that really, uh, and Antoine mainly were the one that were, that built the business. They built Memphis and got it going. They built Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland business and, you know, made it happen. And, um, uh, so that allowed me to basically quit my nine to five uh, a year or two ago so that I can focus on that. So yeah, I put a lot of energy and effort into the business, but that came back to me, uh, you know, many times over and that helped me achieve my goal. So I was, yes, I, they had them on my back, but you know, they also had me on their backs and carried, carried me. So so that's, you know, I'm pretty grateful for that. And without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. Absolutely. Um, and what are you looking for in the next few months before the new year? So before the new year, well, uh, I would like to uh, have a family vacation, maybe in October. Uh, we actually also do, a, you know, a quarterly meeting with, uh, with uh, the whole team. So that's, that's a great opportunity for us to spend some quality time as uh, with everybody that works with us, but also as a family as well, uh, where we can take, you know, take some time off and relax. So I'm hoping that with coronavirus, that things are gonna ease off a little bit and maybe in October, in October would be able to do something outside the country if not then we're going to find somewhere close by but that's that's one of the things that uh, we're looking forward to is uh have a little bit of a of a break because it was a, a little bit of a roller coaster this uh this year kind of like not understanding exactly what would happen and how things would evolve and all of that and so yeah i think people were a little bit stressed so what do you want what do you want the, uh our younger listeners what do you want to leave them off with um, for those who may be uh, chasing their dream, maybe real estate, um, mm-hmm. investing, uh, become an entrepreneur, who knows? What do you want to leave yeah. them off with? What advice would you like to give them? I would say don't be, uh, like if you are interested in something, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be like finance, it could be real estate and all of that. Sometimes your parents, your parents are very well-intentioned. Uh, they want the best of of you from you and uh, for you and uh, but sometimes they don't have the uh, they don't have the knowledge they don't have uh, what they don't know how to help you so if you uh, feel free to basically reach out to other people uh, who may have the knowledge and ask them to explain to you and teach you and to mentor you uh, into something that you're interested in uh, and that's kind of my, my experience. It's kind of, uh, you know, rich dad, poor dad, you know, with Robert Kiyosaki is, uh, so, and I had kind of the same experience as well with my parents. They were nine to five people, absolutely no interest or motivation to do anything outside the box. And then when I met my mentor later on, I realized that there was something else beyond that. And that, uh, that, but I asked him questions and I say, hey, can, how can we do that? Can you do that, blah, 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 and then teach me how. And so, so that's what I would recommend is that if, uh, if your inner circle of the person, people that you are uh, surrounded with don't have the knowledge that you seek, uh, then with, with the internet and all of that, I mean, there are people out there that are willing to help and give you the information uh, and the training that you need. Absolutely, I believe that we cannot do it by ourselves, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I wanted to ask, man, when it's all said and done, what do you mostly want to be remembered for? I think it's for, <laughs> I hate to say it again, but uh, I'd like to, uh, it's about my family. I think I'm, I'm really working to leave a legacy for my children. 
So I'm hoping that uh, my grandkids and great grandkids and great great grandkids are going to look back and stuff like that and say, "Oh, you know, this is this is when it all started. When you know this, these people, my great great great, great grandfather and my great 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 grandfather uh, got together and started the family business, and here we are. And um, so that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the legacy will. Uh, will remain for a long time, and uh, that our yeah our family and future is going to be well taken care of. Yeah, that's what it's about, right? Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to take some time before we get out of here. I wanted to show some gratitude towards you for being present, for uh, bearing with me through this time and process of uh, you know the reschedule of our interview. You came here, you showed oh. up, you showed out, and you shared uh, a very important detailed information. And message man for people to take on new information for people uh, to take on along their journey and their path you've been nothing but persistent and committed throughout your journey um, despite the 2001.com crash you've uh you may have been down for some time but you found a way to to get yourself back up along with the help of your wife along with the help of your children your two boys mm -hmm. um who, who became extraordinary as you and you all are just really um, dominating in the space, but still learning and growing along that time away while teaching others. I think that's amazing, man. Um, they yeah. said the best service. They said the um, the best uh, the best way to find yourself is in the service of others, right? So um, yeah. I want to continue to kind of root for you every step of the way, and also um, give you your flowers while you're here. So I want to say thank you for being present there today, man. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Terrell. So thank you for giving me an opportunity to inspire other people to be successful. And uh, so thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Absolutely. You can, can you leave them off with your social media and everything else? They can connect and follow your mission. Yeah. So yeah, I think Facebook is the, probably the best uh, best place to reach me, eric.martel.ca. Uh, and then, yeah, and then martelleric.com is my website as well, that, where you can see where my Instagram is and and all of that, and you can connect with all the other dots of the social media are there, as including Martel Turnkey, which is our uh, martelturnkey.com, which is our our business that we're working on. Awesome. If you could leave me off with one of your favorite quotes, that'd be awesome. Oh, my favorite quotes. I was not ready for that. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> I, I, I would say, hmm. It's, it's not going to sound like anything. I'm a runner. And, um, but, you know, every time you get, uh, so, I, and maybe it's because of my, my age, I'm at a certain age or something. And then I get up, I'm in the morning. I'm a, I, uh, I kind of, I, I'm stiff in the morning. My, it's hard to move and stuff like that. And then my wife told me that uh, motion is the lotion. And, uh, and then I, and I thought, okay, yeah, that's true. Then once you get started, I mean, once you get moving and all of that, yeah, things move more slowly and stuff like that. And that's been applied, you know, for, for exercise and fitness and stuff like that. And I, I'm going through that. But I think it's the same uh, for business. See, I'm, I'm coming back to that and, uh, and to life too, is that you want, as you get going, you know, yeah, it's hard to get going. And it's... Uh, you know, and this it's painful and all of that. But once you get going, things kind of loosen up, things move a little bit more smoothly, you get more support, and then things get easier and easier. And it could get a little bit harder, but you know, but it, that's the idea. It's very hard to get started, but then as you start moving forward, then things get easier. So that'd be my quote, uh, my idea. <laughs> That works. that works. My man, my man. Hey, people, there you have it. This is the Inspire Before We Expire show. Before we get out of here, people, if you can subscribe, leave a review on the show at iTunes. Also, go ahead and follow and support my guys, Eric Martel, uh, Mission as well. He got an incredible book coming out to share and teach you guys um, the strategies he's implementing to his life to help him become a successful real estate investor, business owner, and most importantly, proud father. He's content and husband, devoted husband to be today. So guys, there you have it, and we're out. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>